0: الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكله ولي. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. ما يحبه الله فلا مطلا وما يضللله فلا هاديلا. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له. ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله ما الله الرحمن الرحيم. Man آمُنُوا amanu wa aslan سُبْحَانَ رَبِّكَ subhan rabbika allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala wa allah subhanahu created all of humanity wa ma insa for no reason other than they would know Allah, that they would love Allah, that they would obey Allah, that they would worship Allah. Our whole existence is for Allah, about Allah, lillah fillah. To whatever extent we are lillah fillah in our life, then our life has value and meaning. And to whatever extent we may be far and distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Our life then does not have that value and meaning But interestingly In the day and age that we live in What some people like to call So that was put on the title of modern times hmm? Maybe you measure that in terms of science or technology You measure that in terms of progress In terms of economic development Or you measure it in terms of political progress but what happens is in one feature of modernity is that life is more about this world succeeding in this world attaining and accomplishing and achieving in this world and therefore then our efforts are more about striving for this world now no doubt Deen of Islam says that you must have excellence in this world Sayyidina Rasulullah <laughs> Sallallahu said that Allah subhanahu wa taala has mandated and prescribed Ihsan the pursuit of excellence in every single thing that you do. All right? But that is a message that all of you know. So I'm here to show you a neglected side. You don't need me to tell you that you have to be a good citizen, work hard in this world, have profession. All of you know that and do that already. So when you come to the masjid you should come to learn something new. You should come to learn something different. You should come to learn something about your akhirah. You should come to learn something about your Rabb, Allah wa ta'ala. You don't need me to give you a civics lesson. Certainly not me. You don't bring somebody to travel halfway across the world to tell you something that any local scholar can tell you, that how you must behave and function in a modern Western society. The question is that when you're living and functioning in a modern Western society, how do you make sure you don't lose track of the real goal, which is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and attain your everlasting akhirah. That's the real thing. That's the real, and that's a challenge. That's a challenge. In fact, in some sense, the more accomplished we are in the world, the more we strive for attainment and achievement in the world, the less we seem to be focused on our akhirah the less we think about deen. Now, one way people try to get out of this is they say, well, no, all of that is the deen. Look, I speak truly in society, so that's also my deen. I'm a hard worker, hard work ethic, that is also part of deen. I'm a good father, a good mother, that is also part of deen. The answer to that is yes. That is a part of deen. That is correct. The question is, what? Is there anything more to deen? Otherwise, if you say no, then ultimately, what's the difference between you and any other Norwegian? You're a good father, they're a good father. You're a good mother, they're a good mother. You work hard, they work hard. You speak true, they speak true. You are a just member of society, they're a just member of society. If you have this belief that that's all that deen is, then there's no difference between you and the righteous, honest, just, atheist citizen of Norway. So there must be something more to deen, other than just plain Jane values and ethics. So again, sometimes some people need that lecture That values and ethics are part of being. Normally Muslims who live in Scandinavian countries Don't need that lecture Because they already understand that But the lecture that they need Is where is Allah SWT in my life? Where is the other part of being in my life? Where is my ibadah? Where is my dua? Where is my taqwa? Where is my haya? Where is my zikr? Where is my sunnah? We hear these things in my life. Hmm? So, the title that was given was Finding Allah in Modern Times. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Well, I'd say Allah Ta'ala already found us. Hmm? Yeah? If anybody has Iman, it means Allah Ta'ala already found you and He gave us Hidayah. And from His karam and Fazl and Tawfiq, He granted us the gift of Iman. But the question is how strong is our Iman? So if you look at Qur'an al there are some verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Addresses believers Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu And there are some ulama who've written Tafsir just of these verses And recently I read somewhere that one of those Tafsirs have been, I haven't seen it yet But that one of those tafsirs has been translated to English Maybe our friend can add it To his bookshop inshallah hmm? And a tafsir Of those verses where Allah ta'ala Addresses believers, right This is another selected study of Qur'an to begin with, as an entry point, then there's another few verses. They're much fewer number. ta'ala doesn't say Ya Ayuhadina Amanu. He just describes Aladina Amanu. So an example was the verse I recited in the beginning: Waladina Amanu Ashhadu Hu'mbilillah. Waladina Amanu. And those who have Iman, who are they? Right? And it's only Allah Taala's right to determine who are the people of Iman. And it's very interesting. How would Allah ta'ala choose to describe? What is the master attribute? What is the recognizing feature of the people who have iman? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Qur'an وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَّنْ لُحُبَّا لِلَّهُ That those who have iman are those who are extremely intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hallmark of iman is nothing to do with makhluk, nothing to do with creation, nothing to do with society. That there's another overriding master attribute and that is, what is the feeling in their heart They have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the feeling that they have in their heart Ashandu <laughs> hubba That they're extremely intense Intensely extreme in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Their passion for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Their ishq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Those are the people who will be called Alladina aminu Means Alladina amanu are the mad passionate lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's who are the believers So now we have to look into our heart and see Do we have this love at that level? Do we have that passion at that level? So one way we can check this Is we check this based on our passion for dunya Let's do a relative comparison Hmm? So one of the signs of love Is that you always want more of your beloved One of the signs of love is you're never fulfilled You're never satiated You have an unquenchable thirst An insatiable desire you want more and more of your beloved. Now, is that true for us when it comes to Qur'an? Is that true for us when it comes to Salah? Is it true for us when it comes to Sunnah? Or is that true for us when it comes to car? And is true for us when it comes to house? Hmm? MashaAllah. And I'll pick on the Pakistanis because I'm Pakistani. So they can critique me by picking on someone because I myself flew from Lahore to come to you. Hmm? There are some Pakistanis, especially when they live in these European countries, they're crazy about property. And they get one property, they want a second property, third property, they flip properties, they rent out property. Basically, they want more and more and more. Now, if that's done within Sharia, as in a completely 100% non-interest way, then that's permissible, right? But the question is, that is, can you ever have enough dunya? And is there any such thing as too much dunya? And people are shocked about such terms. Could you ever have enough dunya? And is there anything that's too much dunya? And the answer to both questions is yes. You can have enough dunya. (laughs) You can. And there's something that's too much dunya. It's what economists call luxury goods, superfluous items. Hmm? There's something that's too much dunya. Now go back to Allah SWT. Can you ever have enough of a relationship with Allah SWT? No. Is there anything that's too much love for Allah SWT? No. Is anything is enough love for the Prophet? ﷺ? No. Is there anything is too much love for the Prophet? ﷺ? No. Is anything is enough taqwa? No. Is anything is too much taqwa? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. Ittakullaha haqqa tukati. Allahu Akbar. Have taqwa. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it is his right in you that you should have taqwa for him. That's Allah Akbar. I don't think any one of us could ever reach that. No doubt in another place Allah SWT said in Qur'an مستطعتم, That you should have To whatever extent you were able However much you can That's the beginning Once you have that Then have as much as Allah SWT is right And that's the an unending goal Allah said in Qur'an الحسنى, That you have in the beloved Blessed messenger وسلم, A model for you And that's a very high role model hmm? If I told you you should be like Sahaba, that would itself be a tough model. If I told you you should be like some pious, salim, key person, that itself is a tough role model. But for Allah Ta'ala to tell us in Qur'an, that for you the role model is Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, means go for A+, plus. Hmm? go for the gold, go for the greatest model of humanity. That's not, a whole life can be spent in that journey. A whole life has to be spent in that journey to model ourselves after that. Sundam nibiakareem sundamisala. Then you find that you are distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I want to explain how a person can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you feel distant from him. So I will explain to you a few things. Number one, is we have to increase in our knowledge, our ill. If you don't have knowledge About Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, You will find it difficult to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you don't have knowledge about Quran You will find it difficult to love Quran You might on an emotional level But that's just the beginning of love You won't be able to have deep passionate love One problem Is that the more educated a person is In a university sense Right And I'm a person who is just about to finish his PhD So you cannot think that I'm some more talking down to people who are educated. Hmm? The more educated a person is in a worldly sense, then the greater the gap between their worldly education and their religious education. And then that gap keeps increasing. And at some point that gap is not sustainable. How is it possible, let's say somebody has a master's in engineering, and then know so many things about their field they know the specifics about the field, the details about the field, the depth about their field. And if I ask them, okay, just tell me the names of the surahs in order. Just the names of the surahs in order. He said, I'm not able to do that. Allah Akbar So this is a huge gap. <laughs> huge gap. It's unsustainable. If there's somebody who, beyond their knowledge of their field and profession, has a lot of information knowledge. So if I ask them, okay, tell me the names of the different football teams in Europe so they can tell me fifty names. I say okay tell me fifty names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They stop at ten or fifteen, they can't tell me more than that. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala Saddamilla Asma al Husna الْحُسْنَىَ the بِهَا. that to Allah belong the infinitely beautiful names. You should make du'a to Allah using those names. And a person doesn't even know the names. So means that how can that be love? Can you really love a being when you don't even know his names. In any, in any interaction in the world, if you work someplace and you don't learn the name of your new colleague, well they say? They does not care about me. What would they say? He couldn't even be bothered to learn my name. That's how little they care about me. If you're a professor, you have students who don't learn their name. So say the professor couldn't care less about me. He's not even bothered to learn my name. And if there's anybody sitting here today who does not know the names of Allah Ta'ala that He has mentioned in al Kareem. Then so what does that mean? What does it say about us? Hmm? And, and do you think other things can be a substitute for that? Being a good father is not a substitute for being a good believer. Being a good father is not a substitute for being a good husband. Being a good husband is not a substitute for being a good son. Being a good mother is not a substitute for being a good daughter. Everything has its own column. Everything has its own arena. Hmm? So being a good lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is its own task, is its own mission. And if you want to take what Allah Ta'ala, said, that they're extremely intense in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names. So a person like that would know all of Allah's names, he would know the words, then he would know the meanings, then he would know the feelings, so he could be different. She could be Abdul Rahman and Abdul Rahim, when she knows the difference between the meaning of Ar-Rahman and ar Rahim. She can be Abdul Ghafoor and Abdul Ghaffar only when she knows the difference between the meaning between Abdul Ghafoor and Ghaffar. Hmm? And if they don't even know these things, how can we be loving Allah ta'ala and making dua to Allah on all these things? So the first thing to increase our feelings of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is we have to increase our knowledge. And we have to be harsh on ourselves. We have to be tough on ourselves. We should be ashamed at our lack of knowledge. that hmm? today people learn so many languages. Many people in this room know three languages. They know Urdu, English and Norwegian. So you learn three languages that were created by human beings. You couldn't learn the one language that was created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is called Arabic. Hmm? You know that? Every single language was created by human beings. One language is created by Allah That itself is a huge difference hmm? Huge difference But we don't know it We don't know Arabic hmm? Now if somebody who wasn't learned Wasn't educated has, Lives in a poor country Is a farmer, works 14 hours a day In the fields, I would never tell them that. Why don't you learn Arabic Why don't you learn the names of Allah hmm? Then another way to look at it I might be being a bit tough on you. Huh? Another way to look at it is your free time. How much free time do you have and how do you use it? Hmm? Your weekends, your vacations, your holidays, your evenings. Hmm? How do you use it? So let's say somebody says, No, 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 I'm too busy. That's why I could never learn the names of Allah. I said, Okay, look, in your book of deeds, it's going to be mentioned. When you were busy and when you were free. That's already there. It's written in your book of deeds. It's known to. I don't know that about you. But Allah ta'ala knows it about you. Hmm? Now you think and ask yourself a question. That in my last two years of my life. Did I not have enough free time in entire two years. That I could learn the names of Allah subhanahu wa Taala. All of you know the answer to that is yes. Hmm? It might have meant a little bit less surfing. A little bit of less newspaper reading. A little bit of less conversation with people. Maybe a little bit of less sports watching. Maybe I would have to do a couple of those things less. Because I gave my free time to that. Instead of giving my free time to that, I could have given my free time to learn more about Allah Taala. And if I did, certainly I would have learned. Because you will also look back in your life. Alhamdulillah, you were successful people. Whenever you did take out time to learn something, whether it was bachelors, whether it was masters, whether it was certificate, you have a track record of success. This is who you are. You have proven in your life that when you take time out to learn something, you are able to learn it. Allahu hmm? Akbar. So then, you haven't learned Qur'an al-Kareem? Hmm? So many people still don't know even the basic translation of Qur'an. Now why? Is it difficult? Allah لِذِكْرِ We've made Qur'an al-Kareem easy to take advice and guidance from. Hmm? means the basic core concepts of Qur'an are easy to understand. Hmm? But we find it difficult because we're busy doing other things, right? So it's when you're a little bit tough on yourself that you will realize that there's much more than I can do. And if you're too soft on yourself and you only take pride in your worldly achievements and accomplishments you will not progress on your deen. That's another thing everybody can check about themselves. One year ago, today, and today. What's different in my day? What's different? Is there some more verses I've memorized? Do I pray longer salah? Do I have more focus in my salah? Have I got rid of my anger? Do I lower my gaze better? Am I better husband to my wife? What is it? What's different about you today than what you were one year ago? If I ask about dunya, you might mention many things. Oh, my phone is upgraded. My laptop is upgraded. I have a new watch. Maybe I have a new car. Maybe I have a better job. Maybe I have promotion. there would be a long list of things. Hmm? What is it that's different about you in terms of your team? And if some of you might even say, nothing. Allah, nothing. So I'm pretty much exactly the same. If you don't believe me, ask my wife. She'll tell you. Hmm? I'm exactly the same person I was One year ago. No change in me whatsoever. So, but then what's the purpose of life? Will we give a life just to eat and drink? Will we give a life just to earn and sleep? Is that what they gave us life? That's not what we were giving life. Hmm? Animals are given life for that. Animals were given life just to eat and drink and sleep and live. Hmm? That's why animals were given life. Meaning you were given life for a different reason a different reason. Hmm? These are tough questions to ask, but everything lies in the answer. Hmm? And you ask the questions and you learn the answer, then you make the decision about how much more you want to do or like we told you in Jummah, how much more you want to do this coming Ramadan. Some people again they will try to get out of it. No, I had a very busy year, things were tough at work, Or, I had a very busy year, I had a new baby. I had a very busy year, my parents were visiting me, or my in laws were visiting me. Okay. So, that could be an explanation why you did less. That can't be an explanation for doing nothing. Because again, we look at your dunya, it didn't seem to affect your dunya. And dunya, you kept on going. So, why is it that things only affect our deen? Hmm? It's an imbalance. And this happens a lot. The more learned we are, the more educated we are, the more we earn, the more comforts we have, the more luxuries we have. It happens a lot. The nicer you are, the better your akhlaq are. And when every other column seems to be going up, we seem to forget about the column of our deen. Hmm? And we become content and happy with all the other columns going up. I'm being rough on you. Hmm? Akbar. So the first thing is to increase in your knowledge Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Knowledge of his name, knowledge of his Quran Knowledge of his blessed messenger Sallallahu hmm? Allah Sometimes there are very basic things about the seerah That can guide a person Sometimes people ask me a question I'm like oh but don't you know The Prophet this happened to him in his life And this is what he did And the person says no I don't know Because, fine, then you don't know, then you have to come and ask me. Why don't you know? (laughs) Right? If there's something you're asking me that, yes, there's nothing mentioned, nothing like this ever happened to the Prophet ﷺ, nothing like this ever happened to Sahaba, we can't find any explanation about this in Qur'an, we can't find any explanation about the hadith. Okay, that's why I came to you, Shaykh. Okay, I said, this is a genuine question. But you're asking me something that's very clearly, it's already there. How come you don't know it? Right? You would be too embarrassed to go to your boss at work and ask him a basic thing. You say, No, no, how can I? You'd be scared. I just ruined the job. No, no, I can't ask them. <laughs> I've got to figure it out myself. How can I go to him and then ask him something? And he'll say, You don't know how to do this? You'd be too embarrassed. Hmm? And so when it comes to Deen, I'm so amazed. Some of the people ask questions. It's right there, crystal clear. Not even some hidden, obscure meaning. Crystal clear verse, clearly about that issue. So simple. The person, it's true, they don't know the verse, they're not lying, they don't know. They don't know Qur'an, they don't know Sirah, they don't know Sunnah. Allah, how can you be guided by the guidance when you don't know the guidance? Hmm? Again, look at your dunya, could you ever work like that in a job? Could I be a pharmacist? I can't be a pharmacist because I don't have the knowledge of pharmacy. That's how I tried. You people would tell me what? That's a scam. (laughs) You would be upset with me. You said that's a fraud. I said, no, (laughs) Baspurjpur Kirtalunga. Right? I'll have Mufti pharmacist and I'll call Mufti pharmacist all the time. Okay, there's somebody who says he wants uh, they want erythromycin. What is that? There's somebody who says they want, right? I just ask. (laughs) I don't have the knowledge. Hmm. But some of us are like that indeed. Lawper Kabira. Even on basic life issues like marriage and divorce. We don't know. I have no idea. How many talaks did I give? Who am I supposed to marry? I don't know. Hmm? And then they make a lot of mistakes. And a lot of people get hurt. And a lot of people get affected. And families can get broken. And children's hearts can be broken. Hmm? All of these things are avoidable. Hmm? That's what in the field of development they say that if there was some disaster that could have been avoided. We call it disaster mitigation. And it wasn't just because the systems weren't in place, so people called it a tragedy. Hmm? It's such a shame. It could have so easily been avoided. Hmm? And these people were too lazy or too corrupt to put the proper system in place. But that's exactly true about a lot of us in our deen. There's so many sins we make, so many mistakes we make that could have been avoided. But we just didn't choose to take it seriously. Hmm? Can you imagine the majority of Muslims are trying to pull something off. The majority of Muslims are trying to live their entire life without actually really understanding the Qur'an, Sunnah and Seerah. <laughs> it's like a scam. <laughs> hmm? Haji? Now yes, those people who don't are not able to understand, like I told you, because the majority of Muslims in the world are rural laborers, industrial laborers. So we can say, okay, but they won't, they wouldn't have the ability to do it. But what about those? Me, American, you, Norway, educated, learned, have free time, have weekends, have evenings, had the potential, maybe it would take a few years, but we had the potential over time to actually live a life inspired and guided by the Qur'an, sunnah, and seerah, but we still chose not to do so. Hmm? Is that love? Can you call that person a lover of Allah s. Can such a person be called ashaddu Can such a person say, I'm that wal amanu wa ashaddu hmm? You've got to start being tough on yourself. Hmm? A lot of us Muslims who live in the West, who were born in the West, raised in the West, <laughs> we're really way too soft on ourselves, too soft on ourselves. The hmm? so first thing was to increase in our knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of Quran Kareem of our deen. The more you know Allah, the more you will love Allah. Wa ta'ala. Guaranteed. The more you know Allah Ta'ala, the more you will fear Allah. Quran inna Allah wa ta'ala, min ulama. That who are from all of his Ibad, from all of those creatures You could say servants and slaves, but from all of those creatures, who are the ones who fear him? The ones who know. The more they know, the more they feel. The more they know, the more they love. The more they know, the more they obey. Imam al Razay said, The true knowledge is that which saves you from sin. To a lot of us, sometimes we know things, but it doesn't save us. Which one of us has, doesn't know? The Allah said in Quran, lower your gaze. It's not that knowledge isn't enough, that's just information. We all have that information. But we don't practice it hmm? So we have to increase Our knowledge about Allah SWT. Increase our knowledge About deen Second Second thing that we have to do Is that we have to become better in our ibadah It's amazing to me that people Who are so quality conscious When they buy a watch They try to buy a good quality watch When they buy a laptop They want to buy a good quality laptop When they buy a phone, they want a good quality phone. When they select schools for their children, they want a good quality education. Every single thing they're quality conscious. But their own ibadah, their own salah is low quality and they're not conscious of it. Hmm? All the buzzwords of dunya, all these things, the same thing is what we have to bring in our deen. Not conscious about the quality of their salah. Not conscious about the quality of their recitation of Qur'an, ilm al Not conscious of the quality of their dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? High quality dunya and low quality deen. Allahu Akbar. In to we say, dunya me mayar or deen me guzara. Hmm? Yeah, that's what most people are doing. I'll give you proof. So sometimes the, the way the sign, so question person says, but it's not Fard. Allahu Akbar. When you talk to somebody, but it's not Fard. Okay, I can accept that. That is a question. The Fuqahat jurists have done this effort. They have labeled certain things as Fard and Wajib, obligatory. Other things as Sunnah, highly recommended. Other things as Nafil, purely optional. Right? No doubt the jurists did this effort. And all the ulama agreed that there are different categories of things. So the person says it's not Fard. Alright, what does he mean by that? I don't really have to do it, do I? I say, okay, before I answer that question on the, do you have the same attitude about dunya? When your boss comes in and says, hey, I want you to write this report, do you tell him, is it required? It's not on the contract. It wasn't what I signed up for. Hmm? You say that. I'll give you an example. There are some people who tell me, oh, we're very busy. Doctor says, I'm very busy. I say, really? Yes. I said, don't even have one hour to take out from my deen. Okay, that's the way it tells me. When he shows up at his hospital, hospital administrator calls a meeting of the doctors. And so, oh, you know, we had budget cutbacks. So we're letting five doctors go. All of you will have to work one more hour a day. From the very next day, he starts working. Very next day, without any, he doesn't say a word. Hmm? Allah Akbar, where did he get that one hour? Hmm. Sometimes mother says she has two children, right? She says, no, I'm so busy, I've got two children. There's no way I can do anything more. All right, no problem. One year later we find out she had child number three. (laughs) Um, How is she taking care of child number three? The same woman who insisted to me. She has no more time. She cannot take any time out for any understanding of deep. Now she's raising a third child. So if I take her by her statement, I should call your child welfare protection services, and they should come and take her third child away because I've got her on record and tape. She says I don't have a single minute more. Hmm? How can she raise child number three? As a teacher, hmm? they say, okay, you have to teach one extra period instantly. There's no debate with the principal. I said, but tomorrow, so okay, <coughs> normally I left school at two twenty. I have to teach one extra period. I have to leave at three. The very next day, she will add an extra period. They never ask the question there, that is it fard? What does it mean? Will you fire me, principal, if I don't do They don't ask that, nobody talks like that to their boss. But if I don't do it, will you fire me? That's what it means, is it fard? If I don't do it, will you fire me? Hmm? But when it comes to deen, this question, is it fard? Hmm? So what does that mean? I'll give you another way. So somebody asks this question, so what are you trying to tell me? So like if it's sunnah, you're not going to do it? Is that what you mean? If it's sunnah you're not going to do it That's what it means if you ask is it far Because what you're saying is if it's far I'll do it If it's sunnah I won't Okay let's go that route So if you're saying if it's sunnah I won't do it So let me pause there Whose sunnah is it? Who Whose sunnah is it? It's not far I tell you it's not far it's sunnah Whose sunnah is it? It's the sunnah of that one human being Who you chose to make your nabi You know that? <laughs> it's not somebody's sunnah It's not my sunnah it's his sunnah sallallahu alayhi wa You made him your nabi. I didn't force you to do that. You accept him as your prophet. But then you just say that it's only sunnah. <laughs> oh, what type of relationship is that? Hmm? Let's look at other relationships. Would any husband-wife relationship work like this? That the husband comes "Oh, I'm tired. Oh honey, can you make a cup of tea? She says, is it me make you tea? Is it farth? Is said, what? Is it farts for me to make you tea? So what do you mean? Like if I don't make you tea, will talaq automatically happen? Call of kisa. If I don't make tea, will talaq automatically happen? he said, what's the matter with you? Okay, wife tells the husband, you know, I've been waiting for you all day, can you talk to me? I'm waiting for you, I, I, I want to talk to you. Husband says, is it farts for me to talk to you? It's farth for me to earn for you, there's money in the bank. Is there food in the fridge? I've done the fard. I'm not going to talk to you. Right? Huh? Have you tell me would that relationship work? Is there any relationship in your life, employer-employee, husband-wife, parent-child, where the fard-only method would work? No. You want to use the fard-only method in your relationship with Sayyidina Rasulullah that But if it's fard, I'll do it. And if it's not, I won't. You think it's going to work there? Hmm? It's a very strange thing people have understanding of Sunnah. I think the jurists never anticipated this. <laughs> I don't think the Fuqaha realized that if we call something Fard, call things something Sunnah, this is what the effect is going to have on the people. That was not the desired effect, that was not the intended effect. Hmm? Then some people, and literally, I'm telling you things that people have said to me. This question is it Fard? Another question. If I say, no, it's not further. it's sunnah. Response. Okay, it's only sunnah. Only? Allahu Akbar kabirah. Only. You want to use this word about the sunnah of your Nabi Kareem, sunnah Allah, sunnah. What does it mean to say, it's only sunnah? So I say, well, he's only your Nabi. Hmm? What is the Nabi? Allah Taala said in the Quran, Allah tells it in Allah in Quran, that the Prophet Sallallahu wa takes priority and precedence over the believers than their own selves. What do you mean it's only Sunnah What type of way is that? Is that love? And the husband and wife who have that relationship, they wouldn't say there's a loving relationship that I only do with fard. Once we had a complaint, literally, I also had this that there was some alamah. Allah this is not the right type of alama. So the alama she learned that Technically speaking, you're not required to cook for your husband. So Masla, she thought being an alama means that this is the type of knowledge you should acquire in practice. So she stopped cooking for her husband, literally. Her husband writing, said, my wife, she's alama, and she's saying that it's not required to cook for husband. <laughs> <There's> no food. What was to do? Right? I said, technically she is right. It's not fun. But nobody lives like that. You're not taught like that. How much of our deen is about adab? How much of our deen is about akhlaq? How much of our deen is about sunnah? How much of our deen is about ihsan? Hmm? Who in the world came up with this idea that it's just fard? Hmm? There's no such thing that deen is only that is fard. All of it is deen. It's all deen. Hmm? Now I'll tease you even more. What about your drinking? What's the further amount of water you have to drink a day? Maybe one cup. What's the further amount of food you should eat? Hmm? Just enough calories to stay alive. What's the further amount of clothing you need? Maybe three sets, one set to wear, one in the laundry and one spare. That might even be... nothing s- actually. Uh, one set might be further. Hmm? So open your closet, do you have the fard number of shoes or you have uh, some nafil shoes? Hmm? Open your refrigerator, you have only fard food or you have some nafil food? Hmm? Right? So this is not the way we are in dunya, and it's correct. It's correct, I'm not saying you should be fard only in dunya. But the question is why do we have this attitude in Deen? Strange attitude. Then another deception that this attitude is given the name of balance. That no, I'm balancing my deen in dunya. No, you're not. You have all the extras of dunya, and you want even more extras in dunya, and you're not interested in any extras in deen. In fact, the moment you find out it's extra, when it comes to deen, you leave it. You leave it. Hmm? If I give you extra in dunya, annual bonus, will you take it? But you tell the boss, it's not fair, it's okay boss, it's not required that you give me annual bonus. It's not far. I was happy to work for monthly wage. Hmm? Or do you take it? No, hmm? So we want extras in dunya, we don't want extras in deen. So then, what do you love then? Hmm? All of these things are the tests of love. It's quite clear then, if any, to whatever extent any of this was true for any of us, myself included, it means this is what we love. Hmm? Now you understand what it means to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To love Allah subhanahu means you want all the sunnah. You want all the extras in deen. You don't want to lose a single aspect of deen. You want all deen. You want every verse of Qur'an For example, that verse I recited to you about Allah ta'ala's names, it's not fair to make dua to Allah. Allah ta'ala said it. biha. Make dua to him using Allah's names. But if you ask Mufti, it's not fair to make that dua. But we don't look at that. We look at the Qur'an. We want every, anything and everything Allah mentioned in Qur'an. We want it all. Any and every sunnah that Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Wasallam, taught, We want it all. That's called love. Now go back to husband and wife. That's loving husband and wife. Husband and wife. We have loving relationship. They want, I want to do anything to please my wife. I want to do anything and everything to please my wife. She will say, I want to do anything and everything to please my husband. But it's okay, you're a loving couple. That's called love. That's what love is. I want to do anything and everything to please my beloved. That's called love. person tells his boss at work, Look, I'm ready to work for the company. Sir, whatever you want me to do, I'm ready to do it. I'm your man. That's called love. Hmm? Right? It doesn't matter. I can work overtime. Whatever you want me to do. I can go beyond my portfolio. That's called love. Hmm? The person should have been like that with Sharia. I want to do every commandment of Allah Subhanahu. I can do anything and everything Allah SWT commanded. Whether He commanded it at the level of obligation, He commanded it at the level of recommendation, He commanded it at the level of option. Whatever my Rub said, I want it. That's called love. <laughs> that those who have iman, they're the deep, intense, passionate lovers of Allah Subhanahu. And then. So the second thing is amal. The first thing was ill. So the second is when you do more amal and deen, more faraid than all the faraid, than some sunnah, than more sunnah, than all sunnah, then sometimes the optional. You don't always have to do the optional because it is optional. And Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself did not always do it. So there's no question that you always do it, but he did it sometimes, and you're supposed to be like him. So, you also have to do it sometimes. So, what he did all the time, I will do all the time. What he did some of the time, I will do some of the time. That's called love. Hmm? It's a different way of life. It's a different way of life. You don't have to give up that world. Your profession stays, career stays, job stays, car stays, house stays. All of that stays. But your way of life and approach to life and outlook of life, that's what changes. And your free time, that's what changes. So no, no Dean is not touching your education if you're a student, your job, if you're a professional. Dean is not saying, give that up. <gasps> we don't touch that. It's your free time that will change. And your understanding of life that has to change. That's where the love is. That's where the love is. Third way to increase in our Love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's something I mentioned to you in a different way But that is called Ittiba'a sunnah Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said clearly in the Quran Qul in kuntum Allah Qul proclaim to them Beloved Nabiya sunnah Tell them In kuntum tahibboon Allah That if you think you love Allah If you claim you love Allah If you indeed do love Allah فاتبعوني. Tell them they must do ittiba Of the sunnah they must follow your sunnah. Then what will happen? Yahbib Allah will love you. You wanted to be mohib. Allah said, follow sunnah. You follow sunnah, Allah said I will make you mahbub. wa lakum And Allah will forgive all your sins. Allah akbar. Wa lakum and he will forgive for your sake. For your betterment, for your nafa, He will forgive you your sins. Allahu Akbar Kabirah? So you get love from Allah Ta'ala and you get mercy from Allah Ta'ala? How? Fattabi'uni, because you did sunnah. Now you tell me, is that optional? Is it optional for Allah to love you? Yuhbibkum Allah. Allah will love you. Is that optional? Mufti will tell you it's optional. Do you think it's optional for yourself? Hmm? وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Is that optional? (coughs) You would say it's required. This is the biggest requirement of my life. This is the number one most important requirement of my entire life. Is that Allah love me and Allah forgive me. This is the most important requirement of life. So then you should reconsider whether you want to view the sunnah as optional. Hmm? Deen is very deep There's a few ayat of Quran I'm telling you There's so much more It's very deep Hmm? We know all of the Intricacies and delicacies of this world But we've forgotten about the depths And pearls of our deen Hmm? So third way is to follow more of sunnah Outer sunnah, inner sunnah Sunnahs of the heart Sunnahs of the tongue, sunnahs of lifestyle There's so many sunnah Alhamdulillah muhaditheen May Allah ta'ala reward each and every one of them They preserved and transmitted the sunnah for me and you to be able to continue to follow it Fourth way To increase in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is dua Dua nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa, sallam wa sallam. Dua mukhl ibadah The dua is the marrow, the essence of ibadah. Hmm? When you love a being, you love talking to them. Hmm? When you love someone, you love talking to them. When you love someone, you don't want to stop talking to them. When you love someone, you have long conversation and you feel it was just a few minutes. When you don't love someone, you have short conversation and felt like it was an hour. Hmm? Now, what, what what is your salah? Hmm? Do you pray, inshallah, one hour taraweeh and it feels like, oh, that was just ten minutes? Or you pray ten minutes salah and it feels like, when is this Imam going to stop? He's praying as if it's Fajr. Hmm? Allah hukma. Hmm? How would you feel? When you love someone, you love to have conversation. And when you don't have that love, you don't love the conversation. So to, to Qur'an. What is the to the Qur'an conversation with Allah? Sayyidina Rasulullah He said That when the mu'min, the believer Recites Qur'an Allah listens Akbar <laughs> Allah listens To us When we recite Qur'an al-Kareem Any hmm? Anytime we recite You are Qari at that moment You might not be Qari at some conference You might be Qari in front of any audience but you are Qari in front of Allah. Hmm? Allah, Burkabira. That's a big, big thing. Big thing. So we should love to recite Qur'an al hmm? We should love to make dua to Allah subhanahu So Qur'an al is talking to Allah using His words. And dua is talking to Allah using our words. Two ways of talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One way is, to the Qur'an. I'll talk to you using your words. <laughs> Subhanallah. I recite Kalamullah. And Allah will listen. Second is to make dua using your words. Allah ta'ala also said in Quran. And He listens to everyone who makes dua for Him. Allah hmm? Akbar. And He the more you talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again, look at worldly relationships. What do they say? Your husband and wife have a fight. Which everyone decides to apologize first to make up. They say to the other one, "Honey, can we just talk?" <coughs> Allah Akbar. Oh, there's a huge fight that just took place. But the one, whichever one cools down first, sometimes it's the husband, sometimes it's the wife. So what's the line? Can we just talk? Hmm? But they know. And all we have to do is just talk, and we start talking, and the loving will start. Hmm? Allah Akbar. It's the same thing with us and Allah SWT. Can we just talk? <coughs> just recite Quran or just make dua? You will again feel love for Allah Now Another way to look at this whatever To whatever extent If we don't have these things That's why we don't feel that love It's not going to be possible Somebody says I don't recite Quran at all I don't make du'a at all I don't follow sunnah at all And they ask the question Why don't I feel feelings in my salah How can you pray the salah of a lover When you don't have the acts of a lover When you don't have the a'mal of muhabbah How can you have the ahwal of Muhammad? Hmm? You don't have the acts and actions of love. How can you get the feelings of love? Hmm? So, again, look at husband and wife. Husband says, oh, I don't feel the love anymore. So wife will say, but that's because we don't talk anymore. That's because we don't spend time anymore. That's what she'll respond. It's not because there's any problem with our marriage. It's just because we don't spend time anymore. How are we going to feel the love when we don't spend time. Hmm? Same thing with us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How are you going to feel that love in your first Salah when you don't spend time with Allah Ta'ala? In Quran, in Dua, on Masalla, sending Salawat in the Kareem, you won't be able to feel the love. Hmm? So there are reasons. Don't think it's just a coincidence or it's an accident that I pray for Salah and I don't feel anything. No if you don't feel anything in your first salah, there are reasons for that. It doesn't happen on its own. It's not an accident. There's reasons. And you should investigate what those reasons are. You should try to fix that. It should be a big mission. There's something I remember we told you it was maybe two, two and a half years before we spoke to you here. But there was downstairs, if I remember. Somehow I remember it was some lower level. Hmm? You, you would remember. Hmm? I gave you example of prayer hmm? and ice cream. Hmm? That you should enjoy praying the way children enjoy ice cream. Or oh, forget children, the way adults enjoy ice cream. Hmm? Alhamdulillah, what does it mean? That children and adults, they always enjoy ice cream. It may be, like for me, if I eat ice cream in front of you, I could tell you without any lying, that this might be my ten thousandth spoon. That's the type of Childhood I had Hmm? Alright So But I can enjoy it As much as I enjoyed The first one There's no change for me (laughs) Any time Any flavor I can enjoy it That's the way You should enjoy it Hmm? Every Sajda Is like ice cream A young man is Understanding also Hmm? Every Sajda Is like ice cream New one then we used to like to tell people that Rukū is a different flavor of ice cream and Sardar is a different flavor of ice cream. It's a different feeling. There's a different feeling you feel in Rukū and there's a different feeling you feel in Sujūd. There's a different feeling you feel when you say Subhanallah seni Adhim And there's a different feeling you feel when you say Subhanallah Today's Atla. If somebody says, I've never felt the different feeling. So it's like somebody telling me, I don't know the taste, difference between chocolate and strawberry ice cream. So how is that possible? And then he says, I don't know the difference in the taste between chocolate and strawberry ice cream, even though every day I have five scoops of chocolate and five scoops of strawberry. So how is that that's impossible? You saying every day you have five scoops of chocolate and five scoops of strawberry, and you've been doing that every day for years, and you still don't know the difference between the taste of chocolate and strawberry ice cream. He says, yes. You say you're crazy. It's not possible. Same person says, I pray five times a day In each of those prayers I do ruku also, I do sujood also I've been praying five times a day for years and I've never really felt The difference in the feeling between ruku and sujood You understand? Hmm? Where are we in our deen? Where are we standing? Hmm? Allah Different feelings Different feelings The Arafin you need know, the people who really knew depth of Qur'an, that's why they would stand and they would pray long Salah, because the feeling of reciting every verse is different. And they were enjoying different feelings. Sometimes feeling of happiness, sometimes feeling of fear, sometimes feeling of hope, sometimes feeling of love, and they were just enjoying. It. So let me tell you another thing on the side. You know why you find in this day and age amongst Muslims, there are a lot of Muslims who have certain emotional or behavioral sometimes disorders or emotional behavioral awkwardness this is one reason that Allah Ta'ala gave insan the ability to feel emotion but that ability was given to us to feel the feelings of Qur'an and because we don't feel the feelings of Qur'an because we don't understand Qur'an and we don't recite Qur'an so the emotions aren't channeled in the proper way Hmm? The highs and lows of feelings and mood swings that people have it's because that powerful range of emotion was given to them to experience the powerful range of feelings that Allah put in Quran. but they're not doing that so then they get all types of mood swings in their regular life hmm? everything Allah gave us was for the sake of deen our intellect and mind was for deen our emotions and feelings was for deen our tongue, our ability to speak is for deen. Everything was given for deen. To whatever extent we use it for deen, we will enjoy it. And when we don't use it for deen, then that blessing Allah Ta'ala gave us because it's not being properly used, so sometimes it malfunctions. Malfunction. Hmm? People don't use their mind to do zikr and remember Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes mind malfunctions. They get paranoia. They become them, They get doubts and scepticisms, malfunction. Hmm? How many times are there problems like that? And it's very difficult to solve those problems, then you need psychological when I mean, it goes to extreme case, then you need professional help for that. Hmm? Because all types of malfunctions are taking place. Allah So fourth way to increase in our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, recite Quran, make du'a Talk to Allah subhanahu wa (coughs) ta'ala On time and musalla And there's no substitute for that There's no alternate for that Hmm? And you have to find ways to do that Along with your busy life Along with your career, job, profession, khidmat, service, citizenship Along with all of that You have to find time For these ibadat, for these a'mal So increase our knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Increase our ibadat, our practices on deen. Increase our following the sunnah of Nabiya Karim, sunnah mm-hmm. and increase our talking to Allah Ta'ala, it to Quran, and And to whatever extent these things are less, understand the love will necessarily be less. Fifth thing, and that is maybe a starting point, and that is called Talab. If you can't love Allah Ta'ala more, where do you begin is by wanting to love Him more, simply wanting Allah Subhanahu. And this is another beautiful thing in our Deen. When you start wanting Allah Taala, Allah Taala will start wanting you. Hmm? Beautiful thing will happen. Farquruni al When you start wanting Allah Taala, Allah will start wanting you. When you start seeking Allah Subhanahu, Allah Taala's mercy will seek you. Hmm? But then the flip side is there When you stop Stop wanting Allah SWT, There's a danger He is al-Rahim and al-Kareem For some time he keeps wanting you But if you keep on Not wanting Allah SWT, There is a danger That what if Allah Taala stops wanting you hmm? Danger hmm? So better that we always should have The flame of Talib in our heart Allah Ta'ala has put this in different ways in Quran, for example, Inaba. Inaba means to turn to Allah Ta'ala to yearn for Allah SWAT. Muneeb, Abdul Muneeb, the heart that yearns for Allah Ta'ala, the slave that yearns for Allah wa Ta'ala, to become Muneeb, to have Inabat ila Allah, to have yearning for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. This is the beginning of love. And again, you look in the world, that is how love begins. <laughs> love begins with little naisanga. Love begins with wanting and seeking. Hmm? Inkling of love, beginning of love, starts with talab, then inabat, ruthan, then mashallah. Hmm? But this is a big way to begin, is to want Allah more. I guess somebody could counter that and say, but that's what my problem is. That I don't don't feel in my heart this desire for Allah, and I'm ashamed about it, I'm embarrassed about it. I'm disturbed by it, but I have to be honest, I don't feel that. You know, you're saying it, it sounds great, it sounds beautiful, but I don't feel it. I know I should feel it. I want to feel it, but I don't feel it. I don't know what's the matter with me. Maybe my heart has become hard. Maybe my heart has become dry. Okay, so in such a situation, you make dua to Allah for tala. O oh Allah, increase me in my love for You. Allahumma <laughs> inni as'aluka hubbaka. This is Sunnah dua of the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ himself made this dua, but it was also to educate us. Allahumma <laughs> inni as'aluka hubbaka. wa humba main yuhibbuk. On some riyad, wa <laughs> man ahbuk. Allah Taala ayah that You increase me in my love for You. And That you grant me love For anyone who loves you So there's the sixth way To increase our love for Allah To spend time with his lovers Because the love For Allah is contagious Yes (laughs) Love for Allah is contagious So that's why even (laughs) Sayyidina Rasulullah Made this dua Allah grant me love for you And love for those who love you so when you love the lovers of Allah, that will help you love Allah subhanahu. Wa ta'ala. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran: Ya yuhudina, amanatukullah, wa kunu ma'asadikin. But oh you have iman, you must have taqwa. You must know Allah, be aware of Allah, be conscious of Allah, be fearful of Allah, wa kunu ma'asadikin. And you must join your being with those who are true. Why? Because the more you are with them the more you will also become true. Things rub off. The is called Sohbah. That's why Sahaba Ikram were called Sahaba because that's Sohbah Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what does that mean? Now on a practical level, it means there should be some friendships that we have that are for this reason. It's not friendship because of work, not friendship because of neighborhood. This is a different type of friendship. This is that friendship that is only for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Lillah fillah. For example, Sayyidina Rasulullah said in the Sahih adeed, that there will be seven categories of people who will get the shade of the Arsh of Allah wa ta'ala. And one of those seven types are Al-Mutahabbuna, those who loved each other. Mutahabbuna, those who loved each other for the sake of Allah. Hmm? Mutual lover Mutual love only for the sake of Allah's love Allah Akbar. Huh? So there have to be some people like that in our life that so then we will get love for Allah Through such relationships hmm? So there's so many ways to increase in our love for Allah ta'ala. So many ways to find Allah ta'ala. So many ways to search for Allah ta'ala. And that's what our whole life should be about Hmm? You don't have to climb the mountains to search for him You don't have to flee from society to search for him You will have to search for Allah Ta'ala Find Allah Ta'ala right here in this society In your city, in your lifestyle Along with your work schedule Along with your studies Along with your whole existing setup In that setup you have to strive To become closer to Allah Ta'ala That's another mistake some people make they think, I need to escape. They think, that's the problem. know so, I need to escape. I need to run away. I need to go away. No, no, no. No no going away. No running away. There's no escape. Hmm? There's nothing to escape. Right here, right now, in your own life, we must increase our relationship with Allah. Well, this was a few comments we wanted to make for you. And we had been requested to give some time for questions. So subhanAllah, them, they're already coming. Allahu Akbar. How did they know? I just said it. Ajib. <laughs> All of you saw it live in front of you. Some of them have some. Ajee? Allahu Akbar. So this is what I wanted to tell you about increasing in our love from the month, Allah that So now we will take the questions.